Hey, what's good, y'all? It's C. Will, and this is the Passive Income Network. On this podcast, we talk about investing in assets that produce passive income. Make sure you hit that like button, subscribe, and leave a comment and say what's good. On this episode, we have a special podcast feature with Matt, the co-founder of CoBuy. Let's bring him on. How's it going? Hey, man, how's it going? Good to see you, C. Will. Yes, I'm well. And again, it was so dope to finally like meet you in person at Algorand Decipher in Dubai. Such a blast. I mean, I don't think we could have even imagined. Um, no. There were a lot of cool people building a lot of cool things. And I just wish we had a bit more time. But yeah, it was awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. We'll, we'll pull up some more in person. Um, but let's hear. Let's dive in for the audience here. Talk to them what they came here to hear about. So can you introduce yourself and tell us about Kobai so they can get an understanding of what it is? Absolutely. Yeah. So my name is Matt Holmes and I'm co-founder and CEO of Kobai, which is a startup we founded myself and my mother uh, in 2016. We launched in 2017 and we really started Kobai to make it easier for friends, family members, unmarried couples to team up to buy and own a home together. And so for the last few years, we've been helping people plan, finance, execute purchases, co-buys as we call them. Yep. And now we're, not, we're launching a new platform on Algorand to help people manage co-ownership over the full co-ownership lifecycle. Mm, okay, That's, let's, that sounds dope. Let's unpack this here. Okay, a little bit background on the history. Can you talk about like why uh, you and your mother as a business partner got into this and then some elements of like how how's it been going before you got onto blockchain? Yeah, sure. So I used to work in London for a number of years in financial markets. And right around the time I, I was turning 30, I decided that I wanted to move back to the States, do something on my own. And as chance would have it, at that time, I moved over with, with my girlfriend from Europe, and we decided that we wanted to team up with my folks to buy and own a primary residence. And we thought it would be easy, but we learned that it was not. There were just so many moving parts. When you think about the fact, okay, you've got four people, you've got disparate financial inputs, maybe people have different amounts of cash in the bank to cover down payment and closing costs. Mm -hmm. So how are you going to get a mortgage together? How are you going to structure ownership? And this was just the start. We hadn't even really delved into all of the risks. And so it, it really happened around the kitchen table. We were having, having a chat, talking it out. And, and we started to think, okay, like, what if X? And a number of things came up. You know, what if somebody dies? What if uh, there's a separation between partners? How are we going to deal with this sort of thing? And so it was kind of an aha moment. We were like, shoot, if this is tough for us, this has got to be tough for a lot of people because we've got backgrounds in real estate and finance and it's still complicated. There's still a lot to manage. Yeah. And, and so that, that inspired us to, to found Kobai to make it easier for what some people back then were calling non-traditional households, which is basically any combination of people who want to own a home together who aren't married and, um, and there's, you know, we could, we could dive into that, but suffice it to say, a lot of moving parts, we wanted to make it easier. And we really see this as a way to improve access to homeownership, which mm -hmm. is fundamental to a, a well-functioning democracy. And, you know, yeah. most of us at some point in our lives want to own a little patch of land to call home. 
So for right. us, it's about improving access. Yeah, I think that's powerful because um, when you look at wealth building, that's definitely the main source of wealth building in this country is to own uh, real estate, uh, whether there be rental or just your primary residence. So I think that's amazing. Um, yeah, that, that's wild. So and again, can you talk a little bit more about your co-founder as well, Pam? So her background yeah. is also in real estate. What was she doing in real estate? Yeah, so Pam's a real badass. Pam uh, has worked in in finance, insurance. She's built building companies, building small homes, mm -hmm. uh, building condos, building larger homes. So she really has a breadth of experience that spans real estate and finance. Uh, at the time, she uh, was helping folks invest in property mm -hmm. with a company called Property Investment Advisory. Okay. And, and so it was kind of a natural culmination of where we were in life, what, we're, what we were trying to accomplish personally, and then our skill sets. And so it, it was clear that we just had this huge opportunity to address a massive market that back then there wasn't even like nomenclature. People weren't calling it co-buying per se. Mm, yeah, yeah. And, and in the wild, as you might appreciate, we've talked a bit about this, you know, an unmarried couple might not wake up and say, we're, we're co-buyers, they, but they might be cognizant of the fact that there's a chance they break up and how do you deal with that? Yes. And, and out there in the wild, you know, it's not a real estate agent's job or a loan officer's job or even a title and escrow professional's job to help people set up this co-ownership arrangement and to manage it for the full co-ownership life cycle. So I think it's cool that you ask about Pam that we you know, come from different generations and have different experiences. Mm -hmm. It's been super helpful in reaching out to our target audience, which is it's broad. It spans yeah. all backgrounds, ages, incomes. Uh, we now know that a whole lot of people are doing this. So about one in four home purchases in the U.S. involve co-buyers. And, oh, wow. and still the tax and, and the legal, the accounting, the financial systems that have evolved to support and protect homeownership, they are not built for co-buyers and co-owners. And, and so that, that's really what we're tackling today. Yeah, because that's definitely a barrier because, you know, I watched a great uh, show on the news. Right. And it was three fans, friends, exactly what you described. But uh -huh. they could not afford to buy a home themselves. So what they did, they all got together and just bought one big home and they're all, you know, renting and their owners. So that is I'm seeing, especially like millennials. Um, that's the wave that's happening is like we have to team up more if we don't have, you know, the, those resources and to have opportunities. So this brings me to it blockchain now so how does algorand work with within this product in this process because like you said escrows we have so much paperwork and i just purchased as i told you a home recently yeah I'm congrats like, man that's awesome thank you i'm like damn it's a lot of paperwork <laughs> and a lot of stuff you have to, to take care of and think about and stuff so how does um your product work with with the blockchain yeah so when we think about distributed ledger technology there are tons of applications and we didn't come into this thinking, okay, we, we want to do a pivot and build on blockchain. It was in a personal capacity that we stumbled upon Algorand and we thought, wow, this is really cool. Based on our prior careers, we saw a lot of applications and potential use cases. Mm -hmm. uh, but where we're using it in a nutshell um, is to manage information, increase transparency, uh, increase security, and introduce automation 
and it'll be staged, it'll be gradual, but a few instances up front, digital signatures are a big thing. So let's say you and I see well, we're buddies and we want to buy a place together. This can be for the long term, but it may be a fixed term short play, right? Maybe mm-hmm. we're just renting together yep. in Portland or Seattle and we decide, hey, look, like we could we could own the home, a home for the next three years as long as we have an exit plan. So yeah. there's a few things. I mean, there's a number of things we're going to want to think about, but we're going to want to reflect a lot of our decisions in a co-ownership agreement. Mm-hmm. And so today in the wild, that involves finding the right residential real estate attorney, engaging them. Oftentimes it's kind of a one-sided consultation process that ends with us walking away with a piece of paper that we signed, uh, kind of a, a, a boilerplate template that, that's been filled in. If yeah. we wanna make a change, in all likelihood, we have to go re-engage an attorney this is not only extremely costly, but it's inefficient. So digital signatures allow us to execute some of these decisions and changes and documentation without leaving our living room. Mm. This is bringing down the cost. This is increasing efficiency. And when we're looking at co-ownership, it's, it's kind of like a business, right? Like think about the day you get married. I love this parallel. Like the day you get married is the start of the marriage. That doesn't mean you're successful. That just means you got to the altar. So success is going to be determined over the full course of the marriage. Same with co-ownership. And it's easy if we haven't done this before. And we know because we've been through this process and we've worked with a lot of folks um, in a professional capacity, but people aren't always thinking about the admin, about the legal, about the agreements, And so we're introducing blockchain in ways that can make this more efficient, more cost effective. Um, When we do that, things like identity become really, really important. Mm -hmm. If if you and I are going to be able to create and execute a co-ownership agreement that defines the terms of our co-ownership, lays out some policies, lays out, you know, a guest policy, lays out how we deal with risk scenarios, how we structure ownership, then if we're able to sign and execute that from our living room, we have to be damn sure that it's actually us doing that. And so blockchain allows us to do that uh, really elegantly and and really simply. And so that's these are kind of some of the ways in the beginning that we're using blockchain. And for the rest, uh, we could talk offline because you have to write an investment ticket in (laughs) Coba. Okay, I like that. We'll we'll stop there with it. Uh, So I'll say... You said online signature. So it's it's uh, I'll say more of a process or detail than, say, when we're signing a contract off a DocuSign. Right. Absolutely. There's a lot of moving parts. And I think the other big thing that blockchain is really good at is consensus. Mm -hmm. So if we look at Algorand and and the whole governance program with blockchain, we're able to build and execute consensus between a number of people. So digital signatures are just one instance, one application Mm -hmm. of that. But apply to co-ownership, anything that we do, we need to be on the same page, you and I. Yes. And that, that involves making payments, planning expenses. That involves financial products and services around our home, which is our biggest investment normally, yeah. in most cases, matched by our biggest liability, which is a joint liability. And you and I are joint and severally liable, which means that if you die, I'm on the hook for the outstanding balance of the mortgage. Yep. But if we haven't structured this properly, I'm not necessarily inheriting your asset. So that's an asset liability mm-hmm. mismatch. 
which is risk-weighted a huge financial cost. So consensus is also a big part of why we chose to develop on blockchain um, and could go on for a long time about why we chose Algorand, but I think you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I got to talk about it anyway, just quickly, you know. So, of course. okay, if we were trying to do this on, let's say, Ethereum or another blockchain, what's the value versus using Algorand versus Ethereum to do what you need to do? Sure. So, I mean, I can I can kind of repeat the the static lines, but what was really cool to us, what appealed to us personally and professionally yep. was that Algorand is accessible. So... Mm-hmm. We are technical, but not engineers. Uh, And when we dove into the developer docs and all of the resources around helping people learn about Algorand and how to use it, it was it was just really accessible. The Mm -hmm. the resources were clear, plentiful, tons of use cases. And then the community behind that has been super supportive. So as folks who aren't you know 10 years deep in engineering roles at, at, at large engineering firms, we were able to come in and architect a solution that fits the needs of our business and most importantly, solves our customers' problems. So that's number one. Mm-hmm. Two is the fact that it's blazing fast. So block speed, block finality, three and a half seconds, right? Mm-hmm. Then we have those low transaction costs, fractions of a penny. So anytime we're doing anything on blockchain, we're interacting with the algorithm network. And on some other blockchains, that just costs a lot more. And when you're a fifty cents a transaction, you know, that gets expensive. Absolutely. And sometimes more. So the the clarity, the simplicity, the cost, the speed, um, those those are all really appealing, continue to be uh, on on top of that, the ethos. So Algorand is really about leveling the playing field and bringing this tech and creating opportunities for a much wider audience, you know, Silvio has been in the press talking about how the top 1% and large corporations have access to all of these complex financial tools. Um, but this kind of serves to, to perpetuate the propagation of, of wealth yep. in, in, in a really small segment of society. So we, we're all about improving access to homeownership and wealth creation. So there was just really culturally a, a natural fit and that's important when you're busting your ass every day trying to solve hard problems. <laughs> yes. You know, real world problems. I love it. Because uh, like just for the audience, again, you got Kobi. Uh, Lofty is a platform I talk about here a lot. I know there's pocket properties. There's a, you're a, a few. You're involved with Lofty, right? You've, you've, uh, yeah. You've got some I, 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 yeah. Yeah. I actually recently sold them uh, because I bought them right when the platform dropped. I bought a few properties and they all appreciated so much in the last whatever year and a half nice. that I finally made an exit. So I, I did well in terms of I wanted to trade, you know, trade those. But okay. even if I kept it, it still is paying right now. So I think, you know, real estate for what y'all doing, what these other platforms are doing is very important because it, it puts uh, a proper use case for this blockchain technology right now in the in the real world and this is something that can be explained to a common user who don't really care about crypto the efficiency as Absolutely. you said lowering the cost and the organization all of it is needed if you bought you've purchased a home you know that it's confusing it's My confusing stacks of paper is this big and you just sign 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 it's crazy <laughs> <laughs> it, it it really it really is and this is like you said earlier this is a barrier this is friction yeah. and so 
what what we're saying and I had the opportunity to to meet Jerry from Lofty in person. We were on a panel yep. together, as you know, in, in mm -hmm. Dubai. Really cool guy. Love what they're doing. Um, I I think that all of us are saying like we're we're not selling these solutions. What we found is that people want access to real estate in in ways that are underserved. And yes. so when we break down these barriers, then what we're doing is improving. Uh, the likelihood of of wealth creation for a much broader audience. And that's what I think is really cool. Yeah. So the last point you also made, um, kind of clear and, and present applications of blockchain. Um, on that panel in Dubai with Vesta Equity and, and mm -hmm. Lofty. Yep. Um, yep. Shout out some, to Vesta. Yep. Shout out to Vesta. <laughs> yeah. There, there were some good points. And Siva, you and I have talked a bit about this, how... Mm -hmm. um, people aren't coming to solutions like these because of blockchain. They have real-world problems. Yes. And so to the extent that we can streamline the user interface, the user experience, um, then you know, I think we're going to see much broader adoption. And I think that's good for, for everyone. Facts. Yeah, I, I definitely in... Same as we know, I, everyone who's watching the channel, you know, I'm loving blockchain. I love crypto because it just makes wait. So you love much. you love blockchain, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like you know, obviously, it just makes so much sense for a lot of the things that we're dealing with. So it's perfect. Okay, let, let's slowly start to close out. Could you tell the folks, you know, if I want to work with you as a uh, you know to get involved with this product, how would I do that, and where could we find y'all online? Sure. So the best step is to head to our website, kobuy.io. So C-O-B-U-Y.io. Uh, we're now taking registration for uh, our private beta, which we'll be launching here in a couple of weeks, um, latest by mid-January. Okay. Um, and really, this new platform, which, which we're calling Shared Homeowner OS, is for anyone who owns a home with friends, family, a partner who they're not married to, but also we, uh, we've worked on, on the purchase side up until now with a lot of mixed groups where there's a married couple and maybe their adult kid or wow. two married couples. So our, our new platform is, is relevant for anyone who co-owns a home with someone they aren't married to, whether they live there or not. Oftentimes mm -hmm. there's a mix of occupants and non-occupants. Yeah. Nice. Excellent. Thank you. And then a little words of wisdom right here. We're in the bear market. Um, prices are dumping from the stock side and equities all the way to the crypto and everything else. So as a builder right now, can you give a, a, some words of wisdom to the other builders out there of like kind of how you are navigating this bear market and continue yeah. to push on? Yeah. As a builder, I think it's really important to a take care of your mental health. Uh, it's super easy to forget, but like get enough sleep, work out, eat right. Um, I think a little bit like longer term, um, focus. There's, there's so many things to do. It's easy to chase different opportunities, but kind of set that focus and, and get a North star. You know, what are you trying to achieve yeah. and, um, and cut costs, cut costs like crazy every day. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and find folks to support you, you know, that's been one of the nice. coolest things about the Algorand ecosystem and, you know, you and I be, have become good buddies yes. and, yes. and it's I'm cool. appreciative of you too, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks. Well, yeah. thank you so much for having me. This has been awesome, CeeLo.
Most definitely. Uh, I'm going to slide you out. I appreciate you. We'll definitely have you back and on to the next block show as well in the future. Awesome. Take care, bud. Yeah. All right, y'all. Um, that was a, a great um, real world use case, as we're saying. That's what this is about. So make sure y'all check out uh, Kobai. Check out all the links. I'll put them in the description if you want to learn more. Follow on Twitter and whatnot. Those links will also be in the description. And real estate, y'all. Let's tap in. Um, I appreciate y'all for joining this show and listening on us. Again, see well with the Passive Income Network. Hit that like, like and subscribe, and I'm gone.